Hi. Hi, this is Collective Hearts, episode three. I am Tiffany in Indiana. And I am Harley and from Michigan. And um, today, today we're going to talk. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about narcissistic personalities. Um, we're going to touch base on it with the romantic relationships. Um, we've decided that we're going to kind of split this topic up because there is so much information and we also want to touch topic about narcissism and um families and parents. Um, and then we also want to talk about work-related narcissism as well. So today's episode, like Timmy said, is about narcissism and it's going to be on the romantic side of it. Um, <clears throat> so that's what we're going to touch base on today. Yep. Um, go ahead. Oh, um, so if you don't know what narcissism is, um, it's usually a person that's like extremely self-involved. Um, it, they usually ignore the needs of others. They put themselves first. They don't understand any effects they have on other people. Like they're very self-absorbed. Yes. They're very selfish and they prey on imps, um, empathetics. I abbreviated to imps. Um, we're definitely a big target because we're so, um, caring and we know how to comfort people and make them feel good. And that is exactly what a narcissism is attracted to. Mm -hmm. um, they're definitely not afraid of empathetics. They're, um, they know that we, they can eventually control us mm -hmm. as soon as we show them any kind of um, importance or care or desire they're they're hooked. Yeah. It's like a leech. <laughs> Yeah, suck to you, and it's kind of all over from there. I, I don't want to say all over from there, but um, that's they really they string you in or they they grab you in by usually they use charm and like they're so charming usually, and they get you hooked. And yep. then once they've got you, you might not even recognize it at first, but they slowly take control and manipulate and. Um, make everything about them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They take um, advantage of the empathetics and um, their kindness. And at some point in time, you'll start to feel drained and drugged down by the narcissist. Um, some characteristics like Tiffany had talked about is um, inflated ego. Like she said, so self-absorbed, um, they're self selfish. Um, they have a lack of empathy. You're not going to get much of an emotional response from them. You're going to act like they don't care because they don't. Um, need for attention. They don't care who they attention from. It's anybody. Mm -hmm. um, repressed insecurities. I have learned that narcissists are actually very insecure. And that is why they project a lot of their insecurities on us. Yep. Um, basically, when they tell you something... <laughs> And it's a, you know, an insult towards you more than likely that's how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, they, uh, there is no boundaries with a narcissist. You'll try and set a boundary or say that you don't like something and they're going to overstep you. They're not, they don't care. They, they yeah. want it their way and their way only, and they're good at manipulating you and getting around it. Mm -hmm. 
And then, um, like we just, like I just said, manipulating their manipulative behavior and they're very controlling. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's, um, quite a few red flags for a narcissist. Um, like we talked about lacking compassion, not empathetic, um, the love bombing, which is where we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, the inability to maintain connections. I feel like they've kind of bounced around between people, you know? Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're kind of looking for like that next, uh, the next thing that's gonna make them feel good. The next person that's gonna like, it's like a drug. Like they, they need that new feeling that, yeah. um, that adoration, like when you're with someone for a long time, um, you don't get that same not, I mean, I won't say always, but like, you know, over time you don't get the same attention and whatever. Um, but like for them, they like that new feeling because they get all the attention and all the, it's all about them. They're like that, that feeling is like in a, it helps their ego, you know, it boosts it. And so like when they're not getting it from one supply, because they do, you are a supply. This is a lot of you'll see in narcissistic, uh, talk that you are a supply. So if the, your, their supply is drained by by you, like from whoever you are, they'll go to the next supply and it's like a vicious cycle to find their next. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then fragile ego, which we talked about a little bit that they have, they also are very, very insecure. Um, and then projecting. Oh yeah is one of them and then um what else is there there is ignoring your boundaries and nitpicking Mm -hmm. um and then kind of go into depth with some of these um ignoring boundaries um doing things you have asked them not to do Mm. i feel like that's huge um yeah for me and you can relate to that I mean there's times that they the narcissist will ask you you know to do x y and z and you may not feel comfortable with it or you don't want to do it and you tell them that was not the right answer <laughs> they want you to do it and they're going to manipulate you into doing it and then when you do it it oftentimes blows up or it's still not yeah. good enough Yes, that's where, you know, the nitpicking and all of that comes into play as well. And I feel like we let down a lot of our own boundaries to please that person. And then it's like, it still bites you in the butt. Like, no matter what you do, it's not the right way. It's not good enough. Like, you could do exactly what they ask and it's still, you owe you. And then it's making you feel guilty or, you know, like turning it around. And when you tell them no, that's, you know they'll come up with, you know, multiple examples of, well, I can get someone else to do it. Or why, why do you say no? Like, I don't understand. Don't you love me? Don't you want to do this for me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Manipulation. It's sickening (laughs) to me. (laughs) Um, And it's sad because a lot of us don't realize it because we're just so in love with our person. We're like, we're we're empaths and yeah. Empaths. Empathy, 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 empaths, emps. We're calling emps. We're calling emps. 
Oh, oh Lord. It's me that can't talk now. Um, <laughs> so we're people pleasers. Um, like you, yeah, you want to do everything you can to make them happy. And even if that's something that's maybe degrading to you or makes you feel crappy, you put, you like swallow it and just do it to make them happy. And it still doesn't make them happy. <laughs> no, because well, you're also afraid that they're going to leave you. You know, they give you, they make you yeah. feel like you saying no is the end of the world. And that's the end of your relationship. And that's your fault. Yeah. It's almost like your relationship's always on the line. Like, yes. Like, cause it's so easy people. for them to discard. They don't care. They're just, they'll find and somebody. Then, yeah. Like you're almost waiting for the moment. They just kind of move on or. And a lot of times they don't like openly say they want to move on. Like they'll start cheating. Um, a lot of lying and secret keeping and all that comes with narcissism as well. Um, um, yes. Yeah. And then um, there's projecting. So a little detail on projecting. So some examples would be um, they won't take the blame. They spin it around and start blaming you, which is kind of, um, I feel like kind of goes hand in hand with that gaslighting. Yeah. Um, they project their behaviors onto you and um, a common manipulation technique. Um, it's broken down to, it stands for DARVO, but um, it's deny, attract, reverse, victim, and offender. So these are all the steps that your narcissist will take is they'll deny, they attract, they'll reverse it, and then they play victim, and then they offend you. Mm-hmm. Um, so great. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, I was like, oh, that's a good term, Darvo, but it's all broken up, deny, attract, reverse, victim, and offend. Um, so they start shifting the blame onto, you know, onto the empathetic or the victim, um, like we just talked about. Um, and then they're nitpicking. Criticism is normal in relationships, but narcissists will make you feel like you've done everything wrong. It's not even a criticism. It's literally nitpicking. You do something like you said, and then they're nitpicking you for it this was wrong and you did this wrong and you could have you know you suck at planning these things or doing this or doing that mm-hmm. um and while you're on criticism like they do not take criticism like no you cannot say a single thing <laughs> to <laughs> criticize anything that they do they do not take it well they will blow up often yes. um yeah i've noticed they can't like they can't handle constructive criticism is one thing too but, but like they won't like they're never in the wrong to themselves like no. nothing in their mind they're never wrong no like an example on um in my previous marriage driving was a huge one that I got nitpicked on all the time I hated driving with my ex-husband because if I didn't get like miles down the road into the turning lane or like into the side of the like right hand lane or left hand lane to get to where like he's like I don't understand why you can't just get in that lane if you know we're going to be turning up ahead or if I made the wrong turn it was like the end of the world and you never heard the end of it I don't you're so stupid you don't know how to drive and I don't know why I let you drive and I'm like I am I'm I'm 25 years old like I and capable of driving but that was <laughs> you know it was just that that's, that's crazy I mean I uh I didn't know it's that ex- I mean I 
I've seen so many things about, you know, your with you and your ex. So I've seen a lot of things, but like I never would have guessed driving. And it's one of those things, people like something like that, something so small can trigger them. And ultimately it just comes down to themselves. Like they do not feel good about themselves. They have to make everyone else feel bad about themselves. Uh, Usually it's the person they're with though, because they are really good at faking it in front of other people. Yes, they are. They are like the best person ever in front of other people. Yes. And then once you're home home or in the car on the way back from wherever you were with them. Oh my gosh. It's like walking on eggshells. Can't say nothing. Right. Can't do nothing. Right. Like they're going to find a reason to be mad at you. Oh yeah. And then like you said, they'll wait till you get home. They won't do it in front of everybody. They'll give you a look Mm -hmm. when you're somewhere and you know, your gut drops and you're like, Oh crap. Like I know when I get home (laughs) (laughs) and you'll walk up and you'll whisper in their ears, everything. Okay. And they'll just Mm -hmm. look at you and you're like, okay. Yep. I know when I get home. Yeah. I'm going to hear all about it. Yeah. Um, withholding, I feel like withholding is huge with a narcissist. Um, and it's sad, but they do it and they get you and you feel so hurt when they do these things to you. Um, holding would be like the silent treatment. (laughs) I got that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, they'll also withhold affection. That's huge too. You know, they'll, they'll, you'll try and give them a hug and a kiss and they'll turn from you because they're, you. yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're mad at you. They're like, oh, yeah. you don't deserve to have a hug and a kiss. Yeah. And at some point in time, you're just like, oh, I, I guess I don't like, I, you don't even I, try at that point. Yeah. You know they're going to just turn you down. <laughs> right. And, and then when you don't, um, I know what I came across with like the withholding is, is like you would try to make like sexual advances and stuff because you're trying to feel, you know, yeah. sexy and whatever. And then they, they turn you down, but then yeah. later on down the road, they'll tell you, well, you, well, you're, you don't try, you don't try. You're not spontaneous. You don't. Yeah. Then when you try to, you know, tell well, you withheld from me when yeah. I did it before. So now I feel insecure and I feel like you're going to do it again. Well, you didn't try hard enough that time. Like you're going to let me turn down once and that's just going to deter you. It's like, okay. Us as as women too. And I say the women side of it because we are more sensitive. So like, and I don't know how the man feels because obviously I'm not a man, but when we get turned down from sex, um, it's a little disheartening. Like typically men always want it not always but like most of the time like they're all gung-ho so when women <clears throat> make the advance and sometimes it, it is out of like well I need to make up for upsetting him earlier so I'm gonna you know do this but like to be shut down like we don't want to try anymore like no. I've been there like if I you know if they they get crappy about it it's like why why do I even try and then they make you feel bad for not trying Right. It's kind of, it's like you said, it's disheartening and it's, it's always lose, lose. It seems like, you know, and I know other, so many people can relate to like you and I have both been through several, well, you were in a long-term, uh, 
narcissistic relationship and I've had a few smaller ones um but yeah and they all were kind of similar weren't they (laughs) not too different in the in that area yeah and and that's what I've noticed too (laughs) personally like I know you haven't per se been in that place but um I think we talked the other night that I had a tendency to choose people that were similar in the way that like they're sure they're different but like they both have these traits or not both but they all have these traits that are toxic or not good for me and because I didn't heal certain parts of myself I was still attracting that type of person yeah you were gonna go right back to the same person yeah yeah just a different form. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Like we choose the same person in a different form because there's certain things we haven't healed from or recognized. So like, if you don't recognize the ways people are treating you or whichever, the love bombing is a huge one because like we talked about last week, I mean, going to a new person, they do, and it coincides with the narcissism. So like a lot of times they'll love bomb you. They put that charm on you, the charismatic thing, and then you're you're hooked, and then it's just a another cycle of right trauma. <laughs> yes, know? exactly. Um, and then emotional blackmail. Oh yeah. Um, they use your emotions against you when you don't want to do what the what the narcissist wants you to. Um, they may try to make you feel guilty and fearful and replaceable what we just talked about, you know, at any given time, it feels like they could just walk out and they'd be okay with it while they leave you completely shattered, you know? Um, yeah. A lot of times they don't have feelings uh, about it. Like they don't feel bad. No. Like, if they move on, they don't feel bad. They're just no. on to the next person because it's exciting and they think they're in love and uh it's just a constant repetition yes um and then insults i feel like this is huge um i'm pretty sure everyone men and women have experienced this with their um with the narcissist in their life um the it's the name calling the harsh criticism um other insults and uh, things such um, chip away at the victim's self-esteem. Um, they will often try to um, disguise their behavior or yeah, disguise their behaviors as jokes and sarcasm. Um, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> happened a lot with you. Oh uh, yeah, you were. I think you were even there one time when it happened. It was at one of my kids' birthday party. We we're sitting outside, and my yes. husband he what made a remark about my stomach or something. Yeah. Oh, and nobody laughed. And he's no. like, oh, oh, and I'm like, mm, not funny. Like, and he even said, he even used the words, he's like, it's a joke. Around. He was like, it's yeah. a joke. And he covered it up with that. But still, like, no one laughed. And he made himself look like a jerk, like a complete mess. <laughs> and oh, I like, I think I had seen it happen another time too. I think quite a few times, but. Um, he, what he didn't at the beginning, he didn't really do that in front of other people, but then he got kind of ballsy and like, he yeah. would say those things. And I think you were even at a wedding once and he said something and like the table didn't laugh. Yeah, and no one laughed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and then we were somewhere else and um someone was talking about having kids and whatnot and I um I said he made a comment about you gained weight after having kids and I remember his buddy and his wife were like if I could look that good after having kids she's like then I need to be doing something better and um he was like oh I'm I'm joking it's a joke like I didn't I didn't mean it like that yeah of course she looks good it's like okay you're (laughs) that was an insult that you're trying to turn into a joke and they don't often like compliment you like genuinely. No, no it's always, it's always something negative. It's either a, you know, you put makeup on to look pretty and then they're like, Oh, why, why, why you have all that makeup on? Like, yeah. You know, that's pointless. Like we're not going anywhere today. Like, I don't understand why you got to get all dressed up. Yeah. And then when you go, when they start making you feel like crap, and of course you don't put makeup on anymore because you're at the point where you're like, I just don't care. Yeah. Then they'll make comments about that. You know, well, why, why don't you wear makeup anymore for me? Why don't you even try? Like, you don't even, you don't try to look good for me anymore. You don't even look good. Like, and I know you've experienced, um, them making comments about like, Oh, you're, you're not skinny enough or you're not this or that. It's never a compliment about how you look now. I've just seen. Yeah. I think um, I recall, and I think I posted about it recently, but, uh, recall, I mean, I was 18 or 19 met this guy and like, we were talking for a few months and he's like, um, you're pretty for a big girl. And I wasn't like, you were not big. I was not big. And then he would say like, he couldn't date me publicly. Like he didn't want other people to know he was seeing me because right. apparently how I looked was embarrassing. <laughs> like, holy crap. That definitely hurt my self-esteem because he was only the second guy I'd ever dated. Right. And, um, you know, the one prior was kind of lot of anger and stuff so I didn't really know you know it's like the I mean I was young and I didn't really know what to look for and um definitely let him treat me like crap for a while and I do recall um finding out he was cheating and when I questioned because it was like he was in a dorm and I found bobby pins and like I'm like these aren't mine and he, I was like, who is here? And he's like, oh, those are my moms. I'm like, your mom doesn't have blonde hair. And so it's like, they keep lying <laughs> and they keep lying. And um, like, he covered it up until like, like I walked in one time and it's like, they, the they're habitual liars. Huh? Right. And the sad part is, is you believe them, even though yeah. the logical side of you is like, that's a lie. <laughs> like, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. And, but you still, you know, you're like, oh, well, maybe, maybe it is true because they make you feel guilty for thinking they're lying. So then you're second guessing Mm -hmm. yourself and you're like, well, they really do seem sincere. Like maybe that really isn't what I'm, maybe I am crazy for thinking that. And then, you know, that's how they get you. That's how they get away with the lying is because they turn it all around on you. Like, how dare you blame him for cheating or anything? Like, Mm -hmm. you're crazy. I didn't do that. I didn't, I'm not cheating on you. He told I was crazy. was like the most annoying freaking thing because 
I intuition, ladies and gentlemen, like listen to it. Like your gut <laughs> is never wrong. <laughs> like yes. I don't care. We try to fight it so much, but there were so many times I knew in my heart and soul, and I still would just, oh well, no, maybe they're not, you know, because they manipulate you so freaking good and yeah. and then make you feel so low like I had no self-esteem or confidence or anything for a very long time no. and it took me quite a few years in um, the gym to really feel any type of confidence in myself and then um, therapy in different phases of my life but um, it's hard to get stronger it and- is in like similar situations over and over again you know yeah it is it's hard and then you know unfortunately you do carry like when you are in a healthy relationship you're it's very easy to carry over oh yes you know your insecurities and thing into your relationship um that is where that passive aggressive behavior comes in I know that I do it you yeah. know mm-hmm person that I'm with and my healthy relationship will say something and I'll totally flip it in my head. Like it's just out of habit. I'm used to the negative thing rather than the good thing. And then I'll turn it into this big thing. And it's like, hold up. (laughs) That's not what I said. Like, (laughs) it's really hard. Like, like you said, with the new relationships, because you do, you do carry things over. Um, and you don't, even if you don't mean to, you know, and sometimes we don't even realize we do it. We just are kind of going about our day or doing whatever. And then usually it's the partner that points it out and you're like, Ooh, why do I do that? And it's just, I mean, um, I think we talked about survival mode a little bit last week. And I do think there's a point where you get into like a survival mode with that narcissistic person that like you're always on edge you're always like waiting for the shoe to drop and um when you get out of that type of relationship and into a healthier one you're still kind of waiting for the shoe to drop you're oh. waiting for something said where there usually would be something said but then you're like they didn't say anything negative this is right weird. and that's what like are you okay is everything okay are you happy yeah. are you you yeah. know yes I've been there a lot. Like, are you sure you're happy? And then I'm like, God, I'm overbearing a little bit. But I, you know, you don't mean to be, but you're like trying to make sure that person is good because for so long that person you were with wasn't and uh, (laughs) created your own unhealthy habits, you know? Yes. Um, Sabotage. Um, a narcissism may cause someone to take, um, take steps into sabotaging your career of relationships, any other aspect of your life. It's a way to keep you um, under their thumb and strengthen their power over you. Um, I feel like that's huge. Um, I know from my personal experience, my ex-husband, he did try to sabotage my career. It was like the one thing that I had and he knew it that kept me where I was kind of independent. Like I didn't need him having my career and there would be times where he would purposely make me late he would literally pick a fight with me just before I walk out the door get me hysterically crying and then oh you got to go to work like so you know like we talked about you always feel like they're going to walk out and leave you 
of course I feel like that. Like you just picked a big fight with me and now I got to go to work where I can't fix anything between me and you Yeah, because I have to go to work. So I was always late. Um, there's times where he took my keys <laughs> and would hide them. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, another big one, um, that he really, I don't know how I managed this time. Um, he literally just left. Didn't tell me where he went. I had one of my kids, my three other kids were with a sitter. Thank goodness. Um, and I was on call. He knew I was on call. Guess what? I got called into work in the middle of the night. I had no idea where he was at and I had a baby. Luckily I decided, okay, I'm going to take the baby with me to work and I'm going to try and take care of this patient that I have to take care of. And luckily somebody there was super nice and sat back in my department with my baby while I was scanning a patient. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I guess I didn't share that with anybody, but yeah, that was a real, um, that was real low. And it made me realize that he had no um, respect for my career and me having to go to work. And I remember a few times he wanted, like, he was trying to get you to quit. Yeah. And you had an Mm -hmm. amazing career and job. And, um, I think you were working at, are you still working at two hospitals? Nope. I'm working at one now. (laughs) Well, when you were working at both, you know, like he wanted you to quit and it was not feasible at all because he was so, um, what's the word in and out of jobs at the time. Yes. (laughs) you were the only stability and he wanted you to leave that when you had four kids to take care of. And I remember that and I'm like thinking, God, please don't do it Harley. Because when you do get to a certain low, like you would do anything. And I do know of both men and women that have quit their jobs because of their partner. So, um, I definitely was a little concerned then. Yeah. They like to definitely, like I said, you know, destroy every aspect of your life. I mean, I think you went as far as like kind of destroying me and my family's relationship a little bit because he didn't like them. He would talk crap about them. And at some point in time, you know, I love my family and I don't think they're crappy by any means. There's a point where I kind of did distance myself. It's like, Oh, maybe he's right. Maybe, which is so sad to say, because Mm. not true. I actually have someone in my current life that does that with my family not my partner by any means um but he has never liked my family um always belittled them and even though like my family always shows up for each other um it's like he couldn't stand to see that like family loves each other and he still will do it and like forces this other person in my life to like, you know, the distance in the family was created because of this particular person. And, um, it's sad to see because the person that cares about their family, like they're in such a hard place. Cause you yeah. run the line of like defending your family, but then like your partner doesn't feel seen or heard or defended. And it's like, I can't really defend you when you feel these ways about my family. And I do not feel that way. Right. It is. And then, you know, if you don't, you know, again, if you don't agree with them and you don't stick with them, then that shoe's going to drop and you feel like they're going to leave you. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've heard how much of a piece of crap my family is or like, and I know, you know, the same. So yeah, just crazy. 
that they um that they do that you know they mm-hmm. I don't know and I um, touch on that later on um as far as maybe who that is probably down the road because that one's a little touchy for me but um yeah. what about um we we're gonna discuss I think a little bit how narcissism coincides with addictions Yes. Yep. That's huge. They, um, definitely correlate and they correlate with addiction. And then they also correlate with sexual, um, abuse and sexual abuse can, it's not just, um, rape or things like that. I think that we like to categorize or that sexual abuse is literally just, you know, black and white. And it's one set thing. That's really not true. Um, trying to figure out where that statement was yeah it says um because like sex abuse is like correlates with sex addiction and it's infidelity and sexual assault I mean that does correlate in there as well um and just like um addiction which we're not going to hit a whole lot on that because that's a whole nother um discussion but yeah. sex addiction also falls in the category so usually if you're a narcissism you're an al- you know you're an alcoholic or drug abuser or whatever you know abuse um addiction that you can have um and then also sex addiction falls into that same category all line and well, the sex addiction talk about they're looking for that next kind of right that's supply to feel wanted and um, but also have control. Like they, they want right. to control it, and they often the reason why they um, cheat too is because you know they feel good. They're feeling good. Someone's giving them attention and making them feel good. That's why there's so much infidelity with the narcissism because mm-hmm. and they won't leave you because you're doing all the other emotional feel good. You're making them feel good in all the other areas. Yeah, they like want their cake and eat it too. They're gonna. Yeah take from you and then they're gonna get they have you know, the stability of you and then they have the um that uh newness and that feel good thing from the new person yes um and then they wish to control um their sexual partner's behavior um for their own satisfaction and they may have um inflated sense of entitlement in sex also um, we're not going to hit a whole lot on that, um, where they want to control their partner's sexual behaviors. Um, we decide we're going to save that for another time too, because we definitely, there's a lot we can cover. Yeah. Yeah. I know I have experiences with it and you have experiences with it. So we will bring light on that and hopefully, um, make other people not feel like they're alone in that area, mm-hmm. but we're not going to share that today. <laughs> And please know, like, that's going to be a kind of a tough one for both of us. So yeah, we definitely get pretty vulnerable with you guys and it's a little uncomfortable for us, but we want other people to know they're not alone. And, um, it's, you don't have to feel shame for the things you've done or whichever to appease your partner in the past. Um, you did what you thought you had to do. There's no shame in it. And, um, it's, it's you don't okay. need to reason yeah and there's yeah we're gonna definitely go over it because I know we like to reason with ourselves and try and come up with a million and one excuses as to why we made the choices that we made um at the end of the day we're in survival mode we're trying to survive yeah we don't know how to be by ourselves at this point when you are so far gone in a narcissistic relationship you don't even know how to function on your own so yeah it's very easy to get wrapped up and do things you don't want to do 
Um, yeah. The effects from a narcissist on a um, on an empathetic or a victim or how how rewarding is um, anxiety and depression is huge, which I think we kind of touched base on that last week a little bit. Um, also, um, PTSD is huge. Um, and that I feel like can be in kind of any form. It doesn't mean you're on edge all the time or you're having experiences, but, um, I know I've had a little bit of that. I know I've woken up out of a dream and started crying before because I had a dream that everything I was going through was happening again. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, PTSD can be in that form or there's triggers that, and trauma, unresolved trauma, like builds itself up in our bodies. Like I think yeah. we've talked about, we touched on what um, a lot of people don't realize it. So if you're feeling like if you can't sleep or um, your body feels exhausted constantly, maybe you are feeling more depressed, like all these things, like a lot of us haven't released that trauma. So it, yeah. it just sits in our body and it, like, I mean, it can go as far as creating um, problems with your internal organs and so many things, you know, but yeah um trauma is definitely not linear like it'll uh show up in very different various ways sometimes it's going to a grocery store where maybe an argument happened you know and you're like yes. you just your gut drops and you feel a tightness in your chest and yes yeah it's not fun um and then there's cognitive issues and that is um Basically, you'll start to kind of forget things. You become forgetful. You become distracted when you're in the middle of doing stuff. Um, And that's a lot from emotional abuse. Um, Yeah, it's, it can be very detrimental when you're with somebody who constantly wreak havoc havoc on your life. Mm -hmm. You're going to start to experience health issues. And I mean, because you're in a constant, um, stage of stress your life is beyond stressful and stress causes health issues and you can't ever get out of that stress when you're in that type of relationship yep yep and then I also have some stuff about um I think this is kind of important to share with everybody is if you start setting boundaries with a narcissist, some of the things that maybe you should expect, you know, it's not going to be pretty when you set boundaries, it's not going to go over well. And, um, I feel like it's good to maybe if anybody's listening to this and they want to start setting boundaries, these are things that maybe you should remind yourself to expect. So that way, you know, that you're doing the right thing and to continue to do it. Um, the only time I would recommend you not to continue to do it is if they start getting violent with you, obviously don't put yourself in any kind of danger in that aspect. Yeah. Um, but if you start setting boundaries, you need to be prepared to, for them to act like the victim. Mm -hmm. Um, they're going to argue with you. They're going to blame you or make things seem like they're your fault. So it's going to be all the same things that you've already heard. Yeah. Um, they're going to minimize your feelings they're going to accuse you of being too sensitive. Um, they're going to become angry. I think, um, I know I've experienced that and, um, just keep in mind that they're just going to do the same things that they've been doing to you. So if they're, if they're starting to do all those things all over again, 
just know that you're doing the right thing and yeah. don't back down. Don't, don't minimize your feelings and don't minimize your boundary. They're going to be angry and they're going to be upset, but it's because they're feeling threatened. You're not giving them what you, what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, for yeah, men, for even trying to leave. <clears throat> yeah. They'll typically bring up all the things like you did wrong relationship and all that stuff too. So. And then if you try to leave, oh, they're going to definitely tell you you're replaceable. I mean, they're, they, they don't need that. They're going to let you know. And you need to mm-hmm. get to the point where you're like, okay, whatever. I am I am replaceable and it's fine. You just have to get to that point. <laughs> Good for you. And you know what? More than likely, they don't need, and, well, they do. They do end up in a relationship right afterwards because that's how they work. But, yep. you know, you just have to keep in mind that that was them and not me. Um, I feel like for men, it's a lot harder and I feel bad for them because it's women can play victim very easily. Women being a narcissist is like very hidden because Mm -hmm. we hear the woman's side and we're like, Oh, Oh, you're getting them sympathy because they're good at playing the victim. They're good at making it seem like, Oh, the guy did all this Mm -hmm. when in reality that's not the case. Yeah, I know plenty of guys that have been treated pretty terribly or um, victimized and like no guy usually talks about it because they don't one they don't even hardly talk about their feelings but two like um, they don't feel like they'll be believed you know no. so that's also one reason we are doing this because men don't seem to ever have a voice no and I know some women who literally have done all the things that we were talking about, the manipulation, the accusations, the, you know, and it's like, women aren't exempt from that too. Honestly, I think they're better at hiding it yeah. than yeah. men are. I've they seen know they can get away with it. Like women scenarios, like they're going to, and it beats down a man, you know, men oftentimes don't speak about how they feel and then like a woman will a woman a woman will completely tear down like them and their whole life and and then also when it comes to divorce I've seen where they'll take everything like the man has nothing left and it's just out of spite it's not that they want it all well they might but they will do it just so they have nothing to make them feel even lower yeah and um women are pretty I've definitely seen I mean both you know both parties are bad in certain instances but um, I've definitely seen men, you're not alone. Like there's a lot of women out there that aren't, uh, yeah. and then I've seen women use their kids against, um, you know, the other person too, in the middle of a divorce. And it's like, it's sad. It's, it's, it's sad that they're like that. And then they can get away with it because the courts favor the women and those yep. type of aspects. And it's just, it's not fair to men. I feel like, I feel like they definitely have it a lot harder than we do um comes to that yeah yep I agree with that Hmm. yeah what else you got I think that's about it with all of that I feel like we covered yeah a lot of narcissism yeah we uh encompass that pretty good and then we're probably going to do a part two to this because there's a lot more on narcissism and like we said we wanted to branch out more than just uh the romantic relationship so we will be doing that probably next week 
Yeah. Um, we do have some people interested in being um, a guest on the show. So we're going to try to work that in pretty soon here too. I think we kind of just wanted to touch like the basic topics. Like we got love bombing, gaslighting, and then narcissism. Yeah. And then I think we can start kind of sharing, having people share their stories is the plan. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to do that. And then, you know, we'll continue to talk about topics and stuff too. And um, yeah, exactly. some important and loss. And then we talked about um, friendships, friendships, um, parenting, step parents. I mean, there's a lot that we can cover. And we, yep, we will plan to for sure. But we'll, we'll work in some other people too. So you get a different side. Um, I do have a male interested, which would be nice to hear from the male perspective for yes. the men that watch this. So, yep. And then hopefully, you know, we can get more um, male guest speakers. Cause I like to hear what they have to say. I mean, it even points out maybe what I can do better in my relationship too, because I, um, you know, I, I am used to being the victim in a situation yeah. And, sometimes you know, it's easy to be once you have been for so long, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> oh. yeah. Well, I appreciate to do this with you again. <laughs> Me too. Thank you for your time. And then uh, we will be back next weekend with probably more narcissism, but maybe a guest. We're going to work that out um, oh. off camera, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. So awesome. I hope you have a great day and thank you everybody for listening. Yep. We appreciate the support and hope you guys continue to watch. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.